We're going to talk about Mr. Williams, James Basie, better known as Count Basie. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this guy. Somewhere, you know, boy, he was born in 1904, but somewhere around 1935, he started his own big band around the Kansas City area, and uh, they went up to uh, Chicago around 1936 for a long gig and ended up recording there. And this set up a legacy of about 50 years as a jazz pianist and band leader for Mr. William Basie. He was a bad man. Now, some people call him Bill, we gonna call him Count. A lot of innovations came from this man's band. Number one, he started out with two tenor players. Uh, yeah, had Prez in there, Lester Young, and his guy Herschel Evans, and uh, uh, Prez couldn't stand Herschel Evans' uh, vibrato. He just thought that was just the most, most annoying vibrato, but basically liked him. He liked some things about him. So he came up with the idea, I want both these guys in my band. How am I going to do this? He says, I know what I'll do. I'll put these alto players between them. And the idea of the split tenors in a big band became standard from that point on. And it only came about because of the ingenuity of Count Basie in resolving a conflict between Prez and Herschel Evans. Oh yeah, other guys that came through that band, man, great Freddie Green. What was the Basie band without like that guitar? You know, uh, had Clayton on trumpet and uh, Spruce Edison and, uh, let's see, oh, the great Al Gray playing that plunger trombone. I can tell you some stories about him. Um, oh, I know many singers like uh, Jimmy Russian and uh, Joe Williams and uh, so many other great ones, even Billy Holiday for a short while. But let me go back for a while. You see, Many people associate with him with the Kansas City sound. He's not from Kansas City, not even close. He is from Red Bank, New Jersey. That is where he grew up. And as soon as he got old enough, you know, he wanted to play drums. But unfortunately, another drummer grew up in Red Bank. His name was Sonny Payne. And once the Count heard Sonny Payne, he realized he was never going to be a drummer like that, so he went ahead and became a full-time pianist. Smart man. His early gigs took place uh, in Harlem. Why not? You're in Red Bank, New Jersey. New York is close. That's where the scene is. Go to it. And he played small gigs around there for years, did some vaudeville things as a solo pianist and all that. Went on tour, ended up around Tulsa, Tulsa Oklahoma, and places like that, uh, hanging out with Walter Page and the Blue Devils, and uh, playing gigs in Arkansas and uh, Oklahoma for a while, and then ended up in uh, uh, Kansas City and playing piano for Benny Moten's band. And uh, it was that association that finally led to him establishing the Count Basie Orchestra because many of the earlier members of the Count Basie Orchestra uh, they came out of uh, the Kansas City Moten Band. Uh, one of the things that uh, that band did, uh, the Count Basie uh, accentuated, they played riffs. Matter of fact, their first uh, big hit, One O'Clock Jump, was just a riff. 
put a rhythm section built around it, boom, built an arrangement. It was done almost as a head arrangement and became one of his most popular tunes. Count was smart, built those riffs, built those soloists, had great players, spotlighted them, and then in order to expand the sound and to give us many different sides of that basic sound, he hired a variety of arrangers to bring different perspectives to the sound of the Count Basie Orchestra. That was also an ingenious thing that he did. Uh, he toured, as I said, for 50 years. Some of the greatest players that we have had come through this music, uh, they came through the Basie Band at one time or another. I am very, very happy that uh, the band is now led by a fellow FAMU alum. Uh, yeah, Mr. Scotty Barnhart. Yeah, bring it on home, baby. He's uh, uh, leading the hardest swinging big band of all time, the Count Basie Orchestra. Uh, I am also uh, very, very proud that a lot of the guys that have been in the band in the later years actually were people who came out of FAMU as well. Uh, you know, some time ago I was taking a vacation. I actually do take a vacation every now and then. I was down in Freeport, Bahamas, taking a little tour, and we came across a very unusual home. You see, Cal Basie had a home in Freeport. And lo and behold, if he did not build his home in the shape of a grand piano, oh yes, I'm not exaggerating, the shape of a grand piano, which shows you Count Basie not only contributed to this great music in a profound manner, but he appreciated what this music had done for his life to the point that he built his home in the shape of the grand piano that had brought him from Red Bank to Harlem, to Kansas City, to Chicago, and indeed all over the world, and has left his legacy in the history of jazz as the man behind the swingingest big band sound ever. Mr. William Count. Basie. And how did he get that name? Being introduced on the radio station. And there was a group called the Barons of Rhythm. And when it got time to introduce Count Basie, you couldn't say William. So the announcer just made up a name that denoted royalty. Count Basie. And that name stuck and he earned every ounce of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just got through telling you about one of the most important big band leaders and pianists. Oh yeah, don't forget his signature piano riffs at the end of almost every tune. One of the most important jazz musicians in the development of this music, particularly big band, swinging big band, jamming big band, Count Basie. Thank you.